Hi there. We are so glad to see you here in our little town. You may have heard of us before, and while you can't believe everything you read, we hope you are prepared to enjoy your stay. Because here, anything can happen. So, lock your doors, set aside your assumptions, broaden your mind, and enjoy your trip to Superstition. Episode 3, Apparent Causal Connections. Hi, you've reached the voicemail box of Jack St. James. If I'm not answering the phone, it's because I don't want to. Leave a message after the beep and I'll call you back, if I feel like it. Beep. (laughs) Uh, No, this is the real one. Hi, Jack. It's Dan. Listen, I know it's been a few weeks since we talked. I wanted to give you some time to cool off, but that C-plus Midwestern tool you were dating, Alex, he called the house this morning. I know you're not dating him anymore, I know, but can I say how awful he is? Really, bottom of the list. Anyway, he went on for a while about a bunch of nonsense. You took his truck or something. I thought you bought that truck, but he didn't like it when I brought that up. When I asked why the hell he was calling me, at my home, too. Roxy or the kids could have picked up. He said it was because you weren't answering his calls and you'd left town unexpectedly? I ran by your apartment this afternoon and your landlord said something similar. He also said he didn't know when you'll be back, but a lot of your stuff seems to be gone. What's going on? Where are you? I'm not about to GPS track your movements, but I really wish you'd do me the courtesy of letting me know when you're about to drop off the face of the earth. It would be nice if maybe, just maybe, that would cross your mind once in a while. Are you in some kind of trouble? Where are you? If you don't want to tell me where you are, then at least call me and let me know you're alive. When you pull crazy stuff like this, I think... Just call me back, all right? And for God's sakes, change your damn voice message. Bye. I dreamt about my brother last night. Like, somehow I knew he was going to call today when I was on the road. Coincidence? Don't know her. I've always had pretty awful dreams. Side effect of trauma as a teenager, apparently. I'd wake up sweating and shaking and the whole thing, but I never remembered them till I came here. Isn't that strange? In my dream, we were back at the old house, the one in Pennsylvania that neither of us has seen for years. We were sitting out in the backyard, Daniel and I, my feet in the sandbox like we were really little kids again. He was always patient with me, even when I was little. I could feel the sand in my hair in my dream. And it was all over his face because I was throwing it at him, acting like a kid even though it was his adult face looking at me. His mustache and smile lines and the beginnings of his receding hairline. I reached out to brush the sand away, but it didn't work. My hand went right through him, through his skin, 
right to the bone, like liquid. It felt hard and glassy under my finger, and I wanted to scream, but I couldn't. He goes, sorry about that. There was blood on my fingers and on his face when I pulled my hand away. I can't get control of it, he says. And he touched his face with his fingers, and the skin started to peel open like an orange. I didn't know how to stop him. I couldn't move, couldn't speak. I just watched him. He did it with his fingernails. When he was done, it hung from his chin like a sheet on a line. I could see the whites of his eyes, the red, wet parts of his face, every muscle when he spoke. And his teeth were bone white in the red gore of his ruined face. Better look twice, he says. There's something underneath. And then I woke up. And a few hours later, Daniel calls me. Just a coincidence. I don't know what to tell him. He always catches me when I lie. But I'm not sure how to tell the truth, either. The truth. A funny concept. It's something that should be indisputable, but never is. It all depends on your point of view. And my brother and I have never seen eye to eye. He won't laugh at me if I tell him what I think. That would be easier. He'll feel sorry for me. And that's worse. And I don't have enough to go on to prove what I feel is real. So I have to keep looking. But not at the moment. Because Kate Millay needs me to keep looking for her, too. Chasing a lead. (laughs) Makes me sound like I'm play-acting at being a cop, but I guess that's what I was doing. Behind the wheel of my truck on the stretch of highway between Superstition and Flagstaff, Arizona. Off on a jaunt to check in on Kate Millay's MIA boyfriend and do a little interrogation. This is the journal of Jack St. James, Private Eye. I wasn't alone, though. I had company. You certainly drive like you lived in the city. That's because I did. Learned to drive there. My aunt never wanted to teach me, and she was way too paranoid. Oh, for the love of losers in the left lane. Eat my dust, you Walter Cocker! And you don't have oh shit handles in this truck either. You asked to come along. Gotta make sure you don't wreak too much havoc. Also, I've got some shopping to do, and this way I don't have to buy my own gas. You're interested. I feel a responsibility. For me, I'm touched. Knock it off. What, you want to do this drive in silence? It's better than that. What? That thing you do, the joking thing. You've done it three times now. Do you prefer knock-knock jokes? Or, hey, what's the difference between a dead baby and a trampoline? Take your shoes off to jump on the trampoline. That's not what I mean. What if I'm sincere? Then do better at proving it. Work, work, work. You've convinced me you're serious about finding Kate. Not everything is a joke to you, I know that much. Oh, and we've just met. (sighs) Okay, then. What's your story? My story? It's a sincere question. You said you grew up here? I did. Mostly. I won't act like a jackass if you're less mysterious. You wanted to come. 
My parents divorced when I was eight. No real hard feelings, mom just never liked living here. She remarried when I was a teenager and moved us to California with two new stepsisters, which was miserable. I graduated, took off, and traveled all over for a few years. Wanted to see everything that wasn't familiar. Where was your favorite? Peru. Wow. And then my dad got real sick. It happens to a lot of people who grow up on the Navajo Nation because of the uranium mining they did in the 70s. So I came back. Was he okay? Oh, yeah. He's a tough old man. Retired, reads a lot, knows more about the history of this state than anybody. The good and the bad parts. Anyway, once I was here, I was here. Settled back in. Four years ago. You never wanted to go back to Peru? I will. Now while Dad's around, family matters, you know. When you have a scare like that, it really puts things in perspective. I can imagine. Sometimes people get really wrapped up in the way life works here and forget that things are bigger, but it's not bad. How's that? It was good. Practicing your interrogation? We're almost there, aren't we? This looks like a real city, almost. It's still pretty small, but everything's relative. Go left up here. The coffee shop you mentioned is only a few blocks away. Interrogating a suspect in a coffee shop. Very professional. I'm sure it'll be something to see. Why, you want to come with? Go a little bad cop? No, not my style. I have errands to run anyway. I'll meet you back here when you're done. You're just using me for my driving. Believe me, I am not. You at least gonna wish me luck? Like you need it. I might! I'll get moving. Hi, uh, Gunner? It's Jack. We talked on the phone this morning. Oh, hi. You're the detective. Sure am. Sorry, I didn't expect you to look. Short. Yeah, I've gotten that a lot. I need to get a hat. You want coffee? I've got one. Uh, not to be rude, but I talked to the cops in Superstition already, and I'm not sure what I can tell you that's any different from what I told them. Pro tip, Gunner. In cop shows, the guy who says he doesn't have anything else to say usually has something he's hiding. Oh, really? I mean, usually. Where you been? I hear people have been trying to get in touch with you for a few days. I'm a firefighter. I just got off hitch. I rolled into town last night to find out nobody's heard from Katie in days and her sister's going ballistic. Not that it's unusual for her to be going ballistic, but I guess she's got a reason right now. You sound worried. Yeah, I am. It's weird. It's not like her. I've heard people say things to the contrary. Her sister might. You don't tell your family every little thing you do, do you? And there's stuff you don't want them to know at all, right? Uh, definitely. Well, Katie's like that, except she does it on purpose, where when I don't tell my mom stuff, it's mostly because I forgot. So, if she was going somewhere unexpectedly, she'd tell you. Even though you were in the middle of nowhere. She would have told somebody. Maybe me, maybe not, but someone. You guys were supposed to be going on a trip, right? Yeah, to see some friends in Santa Monica. She was going to drive there herself Wednesday and I was going to meet her tomorrow. How long you guys been together? On and off for a year and a half. One of those, huh? Guess you never met her since you're trying to find her, but Katie does things the way she does them. Usually that doesn't bother me, but a few times it did. She'd see other people? Maybe, I don't know. I mean, I don't know who she'd date in Superstition. I imagine pickings are pretty slim. How'd you meet Kate? Friend of hers introduced us. We hooked up at a party. Ah. 
But then we just kept kind of hanging out. You probably think I just like her because she's hot, but she's really smart and good at a bunch of stuff. Most of the stuff she thinks is funny, I don't get, but I don't care. She taught me how to change a tire once, and got a fish. Sounds... sweet? Her sister said she's... flighty. Stubborn. But her sister is too. Don't want to be in the middle of those two when they go at it. Oh no. And do they? All the time. So, the last time you saw Kate? Two weeks ago, when I left for work. I'd been gone for four days, back for six, and then I had to go out again. She stayed at my place for the week and dropped me off, said she'd see me in California. And somewhere in between there, she just... And what was I doing? Working? Couldn't do anything about it. Didn't even know. We're gonna figure out where she went, okay? You know anyone else she's friends with whose name starts with G? Uh, my brother's Grant. Grant and Gunner? She friends with him? Not really. Why are you asking? Well, she was supposed to meet G on Thursday. You obviously weren't around. You said you talked to the cops this morning? Do you think they suspect me? I mean, it's always the husband, right? I don't think they suspect anybody. You think they should? How was she when you last saw her? Anything weird? She didn't suggest she was planning to go somewhere other than California? Not really. I don't know. The usual stuff. She gets these funny ideas sometimes, but they're just funny ideas. What does that mean? Just like, funny stuff. There's one year she got real obsessed with astrology. Ah, is that all? And all the stuff she read would come true did. I mean, probably a coincidence, right? Huh. Probably? And she always is telling me about her crazy dreams. Like what? Weird shit, I don't know. Like seeing angels in the desert, what she called angels. And she gets really into things sometimes. Sometimes it's rock climbing, but then there was a month or two where she was reading all about satanic crime. Please do not tell me she was in a cult. No, this was... I said no. No cults. I'm just thinking, what you said earlier, I didn't mention this to the cops. Well, just tell me what it is. Kate was real convinced that someone was following her. Following her? To and from work when she'd drive out to Flagstaff, waiting for her outside her house. Was she right? No. Never saw anything. You were around when she saw something? Yeah. I tried to tell her it was all nonsense, but she was convinced. If you'd get out of bed and look, you'd see it too. Okay, okay. Katie, it's just someone's truck parked out there. With the lights on, and someone's in there, but I can't see his face. It pulled up two hours ago, and it's just sitting there with the lights coming in through the window like it's pointed right up here, and I swear to God I've seen that truck before. He's probably just waiting for someone. Come on, it's the middle of the night. You don't believe me. I didn't say that. You think I'm nuts. Well, go on, think that. You'll be real sorry when I'm right, and he tries to bust in here like I know he will. It does look like someone's sitting in the passenger seat, I guess. How do you know- Oh, don't start. Katie, I don't think you're crazy. I just- I dreamed someone broke in here, okay? You dreamed it. That's why I didn't say anything. You just- <gasps> The lights just went out. It just- Okay, I'm gonna call the cops. It was just a shadow or- Okay, let me get a flashlight. Shit, it's dark. There's definitely someone sitting in that truck. Hello? Hey there! Not gonna wave back? Well, shit. Guess I'll walk over there. What do you see? I can't tell. Stay there, okay? Isn't it just moving there? It's just sitting there. I can't... Okay. Hello? Mind if I ask you what... What the fuck is that? Oh. There isn't anything there. I swear to God I saw... But he didn't have a face. Now that's not possible. 
What is it? Who's there? Nothing. It's empty, Katie. There's nobody in the truck. Are you sure? Yeah, I promise. It's just sitting here. If... if there isn't anyone inside, then who turned the lights out? I talked to her to call the cops about it because it sounded so crazy. One, two, Freddy's coming for you. You know when you're trying to tell someone nothing bad is gonna happen and they just don't want to believe you? She thought something bad was gonna happen? I guess she did. Are you sure you didn't see anyone in that truck? I think... yeah, I think so. Your girlfriend thought someone was following her, and she's missing, and you didn't mention that to the cops? No, like I said, she got these ideas sometimes, stuff I couldn't understand. Are they going to be mad? Just take my advice. When you talk to them again, maybe bring that up. She was real paranoid, but do you think it was real? Do you think I should have... I don't know. And look, if there's anything else, any other weird behavior you remember, anything, give me a call, okay? Unless it's about astrology. You think she's okay? Uh, thanks for your time. That didn't take you as long as I thought. How's Gunner? Well, Kate's not dating him for his smarts. I didn't think so. Cute, though, in a beardy way. Uh... Huh. Sure. She thought she was being followed. By who? Oh, take this left if you want to head back to the highway. Oh, thanks. You get everything you needed? Did a little shopping. Real day out for a small town folk. You gotta go to Chicago, man. I lived there for a hot minute. It's all relative. Flagstaff has a mall, more or less. A downtown. A university. Think they have a synagogue? Maybe one. You want to merge here. Asshole! Share the road! <sighs> anyway, no idea who was following her. Boyfriend thinks she's nuts. But she's missing. Yeah, I know. Does superstition have any cults I should know about? They wouldn't tell me if they did. Why people have some weird ideas. <laughs> Not gonna argue with you there. Think he's involved? Uh, my instinct says no, but I just feel like he knows more than he told me. Or he's just really dumb. Or that. This the right road? Sure is. We'll take a right in 15 miles. Not the most exciting drive to do twice. You kidding? It's amazing. The sky goes on forever out here. Where'd you grow up anyway? Pennsylvania. Rolling hills in the Amish. Nothing like this. How did you end up becoming a private eye? Accident. You tripped and fell into a trench coat? They send you the slatted blinds and a complimentary bottle of booze when you sign up. Plus a handbook on how to talk the talk. Try me. Lady, you got legs in all the right places. <laughs> For someone who asks a lot of questions, you sure do avoid answering them. I've got an allergy. Sounds serious. Severe. And you treat it by laughing your way around it. For someone who isn't a detective, you sure make a lot of astute observations. Take a right here. So, I did piss you off this morning. 
Don't sound so happy about that. You're impassive. I have a great poker face. You give lessons? I just appreciate it when people are straightforward. Eh, straightforward's not my style. It's more diagonally to the left and then I'll wiggle around the middle. I see. And you've only known me for like two days. How do you know deep down that I'm not secretly a terrible obfuscator and that this isn't all just a front for my deep-seated insecurity? Then prove me wrong. You are trying to catch me in the act. I'm doing no such thing. You are. It's okay. You won't. It just comes naturally. Bullshit. A talent you're born with. I can't imagine it being one you'd practice. That was mean. I think you asked for it. You know, I just ask that you respect the finesse it takes to... Wait! What the hell? Where are we right now? 30 miles from town, maybe. There isn't much around here except BLM land and some hiking trails. So tell me what you see. Hey, cool it. Come on! The... Some pinion trees, the highway, some birds up on that electric line, the big rock formation over there. <laughs> yes! Exactly! I, I don't go running off. Damn it! D fucking... oh, shit! Hey, knock it off. You're gonna break your ankle. Hey, Jack, stop. That rock, it's, look, here! T a, a tourist brochure? Look, it's right there. Yeah, someone at City Hall snapped a picture of this big rock, and you circled it. So what? I didn't do this. Someone sent it to me like that. They want me to look there. It's a clue. A clue? A... <laughs> so you, do you know what you sound like? Yeah, believe me, I know. Notions of normal have been shoved to the side for the time being. Are you coming? No. Look, it's at least 15 miles over bad dirt roads to the cemetery mound, and you can't get up it without climbing equipment. The cemetery mound? Don't know if that is, that's its name, but that's what it's called. I gotta get up there. It's not going anywhere. Come back tomorrow with some hiking shoes on. Ugh, I, I guess you're right. You really think someone left a clue? I have to look. Curiosity killed the cat. This is this and that is that. I have to check it out. I have to. You're intrepid. A little unhinged. Come on, it'll still be there. Jack, come on. I guess rushing headlong into things isn't the best way to... Holy shit. What is that? You see them? You you do too? What are they? What What is... It was like we were looking into the water. The way reflections stretch and move when you're peering into a pool. But we were gazing upwards, into the blue expanse of the sky, vast and cloudless, which had been so clear. There were shapes up there. Too far to see clearly. Stretched and changing like faces cast against water after you drop a stone into it. And they were moving. I see them. Is it the heat? It's not the heat. What are they? It depends on who you ask. Artemisia Smith says they're the souls of the dead, but maybe that's just how she sees them. They look like people from very far away. My grandmother says they're memories, spirits of 
People who've passed on, not their souls, but the things they left behind. Impressions on the world. I think my mother would say something about God if she was here. I always thought it's more like looking through glass and seeing something on the other side that your brain tries to make sense of. I don't understand. I know. Not everyone sees them. My dad doesn't. But he always believed me when I said I did. I tried to photograph them once or twice, but they didn't show up. Why can I see them? Don't know. I started noticing them when I was really little. Maybe it's just because I was paying attention? You can learn a lot about a place just by paying attention to it. That didn't answer your question. No, but I have a feeling nothing will. Maybe something will, if you keep paying attention. Let's stick around for a few minutes. Sure. time no see. A whole few hours, even. Well, there isn't exactly another bar in town. There are two, actually. Oh. Well, I like this one. Not about to chase off clientele. Want a beer? Please. What you got there? Well, Jenny gave me the password to her sister's email account, which is probably not strictly kosher cybersecurity-wise, but I'm hoping it might give me some hints about what she was freaked out about. And you've got a stack of newspaper prints. Sure do. That the other thing you're looking for? Why? You curious now? I'm working. So am I, apparently. Well, good luck with that. So you were paying attention. I took some time to talk to Jenny when I got back into town. Told her what I'd found. Asked her a few questions, too. If her sister had mentioned being followed, being scared didn't go down tremendously. Are you saying my sister has been seeing things? All I'm saying is that she thought something bad was gonna happen. And something bad has happened! Congratulations. Your sister is a prophet. Is that a joke? Does that mean you found something else that you haven't told me? Did I think Kate was seeing things? Without knowing her, there was no way to tell. I didn't feel like I was in the best position to judge. If I had been alone, I would be guessing at my own sanity. But I hadn't been. What's the term for shared psychosis? When one person transmits their delusions to someone else? Uh, fully ado. Madness shared by two, right? Maybe there's something in the drinking water around here. Maybe it was just a coincidence. I've been thinking that a lot today. I felt like I needed to find something concrete, which is why I asked after Kate's email account. It was filled with the usual nonsense, Forever 21 receipts and calendar notifications, and an email to Kate's landlord, titled, Installing New Security Cameras. That seemed promising. I'd just opened the email when, on the other side of the bar, a fight broke out. Listen, Listen here, Madrazo. Nobody, Nobody else in that police station, station will so, so much as look me in the eye. eye. Simon, come on. Now's not the time. I'm not on duty, and this isn't even my case. You don't know, know, don't know, don't care. Don't care. Nobody will look Nobody me in the eye over there. So you're gonna answer, you're gonna to, me answer now. to me now. Simon, come on, knock it off. The man raising his voice was a big blonde fellow, middle-aged. 
Simon. Definitely Jenny and Kate's uncle, the one who'd left me a message the day before. I'd tried and failed to reach him during our drive to and from Flagstaff. The second guy was familiar, too, because we'd met before. That cop I'd seen with Jenny, looking much younger and more relaxed in street clothes and with a beer in his hand. Don't tell me what to do, Missy. You know what these people are doing? Sitting around drinking while my niece, she's out there. Jenny's been asking for answers for days now, and Captain O'Connor just says, they're working on it. What the hell does that mean? They're doing the best they can, I promise. You know the captain is just as worried about Kate as I am. I don't know shit. Ooh. Ow. You miserable. Don't run away from me, you coward. Let's have this out now. Let's everyone just calm down, okay? Calm down. You're drunk and... Argh! Just then, Simon took another swing at Tom Madrazo, who got out of the way pretty neatly and grabbed for his arm. Together, they knocked a table over. Then Simon slammed Tom into a wall. Simon Millay was over a foot taller than me, but he wasn't expecting anyone to grab his elbow from behind and twist, which is just what I did. Ow! Let go of me! Who? Ow! Go till you stop throwing punches. You? What are you doing here? Let go of me! That's enough. Knock it off or I'm calling the cops. The cops already here. That's the problem, ain't it? Let him go. You're the boss. Uh, who the hell are you? Leave her alone. I will throw you out if you keep at it. It's okay. You can go home and sleep it off. We can talk about this tomorrow. My niece is missing! I know. Nobody in this town does anything when this shit happens. I know. And I want to know who the hell that is. Her name's St. James. She's visiting. St. James? You're the gumshoe who Jin talked to yesterday? Hi. I've been wanting to talk to you. Yeah, your phone's been off or something. Couldn't even leave a message. Makes that pretty difficult, doesn't it? Oh, God. I watched something in his face change. He'd gone from being pissed and drunk to desperate and drunk, but there was something else there, something I couldn't place. I think you and I need to talk tomorrow. What do you say? Yeah. Yeah, we oughta. Want someone to walk you out? Not that cop. No way in hell. He knows what's going on here. Hell, we all do and nobody cares. Uh, Izzy, can I get some ice? Yeah. You want a refill too? In the worst way. You okay? <sighs> Fine. It's not broken, just bleeding. Thanks for stepping in. You were pretty good at that. A compliment? Something other than open hostility? Yeah. Sorry, you picked a weird time to roll through town. Jack, right? Yeah. Do I have to call you officer when you're not in uniform? Here's your beer, Tommy. Tom is fine. Not Tommy. I'm not 12. Sorry. Good on you not to haul him in. 
If he throws a fit down at the station, that's a different story, and they can deal with it, but I can't blame him. Not really. I am so off-the-record, detective. I'm not a reporter. I'm kind of relieved to see you've got a personality under the uniform, frankly. Hey, he's a pretty good guy, Simon. Runs an auto shop, and he'll go out of his way to help you when you got a flat. Only person I trust to work on my bike. He's got that temper when he drinks sometimes, but... He's not usually like that. Temper, sure, but the whole town's on edge. I can tell. I can't even begin to tell you about the day I had. We had two separate calls about some trespasser on the edge of town. Norman Begay and Sandy Green both said someone climbed over the fence from Norman's yard into the Greens at two in the morning. Guess they both saw it. Who was it? Mrs. Miller's kid again? Uh, no idea. I took a description, but sure doesn't sound like anyone I've ever met. Norman said he thought it was someone dressed like a scarecrow, real tall and skinny. And Sandy just said she thought it was Spring-Heeled Jack. An Englishman who breathes fire, of course. Hmm, a tall, skinny man who leaped over her fence in one bound. I think she should stay away from the boxed wine. I felt so stupid writing down Spring-Heeled Jack when this is happening. I could be doing something. Should be. Simon's right. Are you serious about helping Jenny? She said you seemed like it. She also said she liked you, which was, frankly, kind of surprising. Can I ignore that insult, officer? Not an insult. She doesn't like anybody. I'll pretend to be surprised by that. I already started, actually. I talked to Kate's boyfriend this morning. You did? You curious? Of course I am. Take your cop hat off. thought this wasn't your case. I'm not wearing it. It's not. But... But? I don't love how this is being handled any more than Jenny does. We've had some people looking, but that's because Jenny wouldn't accept anything else. I did a lot of the legwork, and then Captain O'Connor warned me off. He's not taking it seriously, and I want to be understanding of that. He's known the Malays all their lives, but something just feels weird about it. You worked a missing persons case before? Twice. First one, well, we found a body. He was hiking and got lost and slipped down a ravine. Second one, we found her. Girl got stuck in an elevator shaft at the hospital somehow. She was pretty freaked out, going on and on about seeing a ghost or something in the hospital that scared her. But she was fine. You? Actually, yes. Guy who went MIA was having an affair and didn't want his wife to find out. I tracked his credit card payments to a hotel. She found out, and she dumped him. <laughs> wow. Dumbass. <laughs> yeah. Here. Refills. On the house. Just don't tell Lloyd. He doesn't like it when we give drinks to cops. <laughs> Thanks, Izzy. Huh. You gonna tell me what you found out, or what? You sure you wanna know? It's off the record. Uh. Just do not tell my boss. Yeah, I was going to march down to the police station and just plop myself on his desk first thing. Why are you so curious? 
Uh, these people are my friends. <laughs> You've got a thing for Jenny Malay, you mean? Hey, what makes you say that? Did she say something? She's got a clue, Tommy. <laughs> I'm not confirming that. Shut up. You can tell him. Tom's all right. I wanted to trust Isabella. I think I wanted to trust both of them, really. That surprised me, because I'm about as good at trust as I am at riding a unicycle while juggling. So I gave the cop the recap. I guess it didn't feel too out of character, sitting in this mostly empty bar, breathing in cigarette smoke from the old men in one corner playing cards. Made me feel like I should have a gun shoved down my boot and vengeance to wreak on the man who killed my ex-wife. Tom Madrazo isn't exactly that kind of cop. Nothing about him is what I'd call hard-boiled, so it wasn't really like that at all. Even so, I kept my voice down. It felt almost like someone was waiting to overhear what we were saying. It's that kind of bar, too. You know, I really hope you're wrong, and Kate's just throwing a tantrum. It isn't something I'd wish on anyone, but particularly that family. I'm sure you got their family history. Uh, speaking of, what's the deal with Jenny's granddad? Patrick Millay? A coin had stuck in his throat, and he stopped breathing, so they thought he was dead. When he coughed it up, ten dollars in change came with it. <laughs> You're shitting me! Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> Why? What do you think happened? He was an old man. He died. He didn't, though. He came home. Of course he did. His soul got lost and just went right back up in his nose. No, it did not. That doesn't happen. That's more insane than the story about spitting up pocket change? A lot of weird shit happens in this town, doesn't it? Uh, weird things happen everywhere. Maybe, but not like this. Like I said, she's got a clue, Tommy. You really want to talk nonsense? Here? Now? Bar's almost empty. Talk about what? Who's gonna overhear? No one. I don't know. Things go unspoken in superstition. Things sit in plain sight, and nobody comments on them, because when you do, all of a sudden the eye is on you. Oh, small towns are like that, Isabella. This one's no different. People who've lived here for generations know better than to talk about it. They forget it's not like this everywhere, that the world doesn't stop at the edge of this town. But when you leave and you come back here, like the two of us did, all of a sudden you realize... I've been back uh, three years ago now. Everyone in town still talks to me like I'm still a kid, but you're right. It was different. Bad things happen to people everywhere. I can't even tell you the number of people who go missing or get shot in New York City a year. It's a lot. Look, I'm not Artemisia Smith, who sees demons and spirits and conspiracy theories around every corner. But I'm also not blind. It's not that bad things happen here. It's just... Uh... Weird. Like how everyone in a 4th of July parade believed they had seen the dead? Like a woman saying she followed a ghost down an elevator shaft in a hospital. 
Like the number of people a year, people who've lived here their whole lives, who know their way around, who vanish somewhere in the desert and come back days or months later. Marietta Hernandez was gone for three months in, like, 1995. With no memory of where she went. Every family has a story like Patrick Millay. I get it why Simon is so upset. He thinks Kate is a new one. I'm supposed to say that this all sounds insane, and you're both nuts. <sighs> See? This is why I didn't want to say this out loud. You get started, and all of a sudden everyone acts like you think you're Fox Mulder yelling about being probed by little green men. Are you going to? No. Why not? I ended up here because someone mailed me part of a scavenger hunt and spent 15 years trying to get me a map with this town's name on it. And as soon as I got here, I happened to stumble across the diary of someone who might be my great-great relative of some kind. And I've had weird dreams. You ever get weird dreams? They're weirder than anyone else, I guess. So, if any of the stuff you just told me makes you less than cemented in reality, then I've already jumped off the deep end. So, I don't really want to debate that. I just want to know why. I don't know. But it's not aliens. Why don't you all move away? And don't tell me it's because this is a great place to live. The schools are good. Unemployment's basically non-existent. People take care of each other. Please don't tell me you ritualistically murder a kid every winter and leave their bones in the ground in order to ensure prosperity. Because I've read American Gods and that Le Guin story, and I am prepared to go buy a gun. <laughs> don't be silly. It's not like that. Stop laughing. This is home. This is home, for better or for worse. <laughs> I guess I've never really felt like that about anywhere I've ever been. So wait, someone mailed you a scavenger hunt? <laughs> Wild, right? Like a serial killer? Your guess is as good as mine. You guys get a lot of those? Not that I'm aware of. What did it lead to? I'm not sure yet. That big rock outside town, the cemetery mount, and the journal. I found it in that church that's right off the main square. That place is closed down. Uh, it's been locked up since Father Soreos died. and That was years ago. Uh, locked up is kind of a subjective term. You picked the lock? Yeah. Oh my god. What's in it? The journal. Don't know. Haven't read it yet. You don't strike me as someone who waits things out, no offense. Yeah, well, I thought I should wait to have it authenticated, or that I might damage it. It's in here somewhere. 1870? This is over a hundred years old. That name's not a coincidence, is it? This would all be less complicated if it was a big string of coincidences. Which means it's not. He's my great great grand uncle, I think, on my dad's side, the part of the family who've been in this country for more than two generations. Wow. And you didn't immediately jump into this? No, I, well... well let's read it now. What, now? Why not? 
Well, I don't want to spill something on it, or I don't know. Well, let's move it over here, away from the bar. It's probably going to be boring. You know, historical stuff. Smelling men getting jaundice or whatever it is people did in 1870. You don't want to hear that. Oh, come on. Isabella? What the hell? You don't want to see what's in it? No, I do. I guess I just... If I do, and it's real, then it's... real. I think it's a little late for that. (sighs) You're right. An ass, but you're right. Okay. Quiet down, children. It's story time. Alright, Dad. Why is she dead? Don't worry about it. Okay. Here goes. This is the Journal of Samuel St. James, Kansas City, August 1870. We were three days out from Kansas City by train when the realization struck me that perhaps this expedition would lead to something far more complicated than I first imagined. John and I were asked to share our compartment with a gentleman from Boston who was also traveling west, and never before have I seen someone so ill-suited to strenuous travel or the potential for trouble. Thanks for listening to Superstition. We're glad you're here. If you enjoyed this episode, leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen. It really helps people find the show. And tell us what you thought. We're at Pod Superstition on Twitter. We hope you tune in next time for a very special episode of Superstition, one that travels back in time to when the West was weird. Utah Territory, 1870. Major John Wesley Powell has just led the first group of white men down the Colorado River, in a place we today call the Grand Canyon. The first transcontinental railroad connecting two halves of the country has just been completed. And two men are about to embark on the adventure of a lifetime, one from which neither will return the same as they started. We'll see you in two weeks for strange and unusual signs and occurrences.